0: The Angels win the series! The Angels win the series! Just kidding. But, guys, come on. We need something to fake get excited about. The Angels lose another series, but they at least make it competitive against the Houston Astros. They do win on Otani Day, because why would they lose on Otani Day? The other two games they did lose, they at least make it interesting. Bullpen blew it late on the final game, uh, loop being loop. But Todd and Fernando are finally back together to talk Angels baseball. Tune in for that and much more on Halos in the Infield. The Angels 2014. The Angels World Champions. Oh, and first pitch
1: crushing. Hey, 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 welcome into another episode of the Halos in the Infield with your host Todd Fox and the other host of the show. Howdy, (laughs) y'all.
0: It's who? Texas. Stupid. What's the difference? (laughs) Right? That episode of SpongeBob.
1: Gotta love SpongeBob, man.
0: What am I? Stupid. No, I'm Texas. (laughs) It's Texas, Fernando. Yeah. Now I, I say the accent, even though I'm not currently in Texas, but yes, this is the first time where you and I are doing the podcast together while I'm a native Texan. I am currently in Chicago. I'm not, this isn't actually my view, but I am in the city of Chicago.
1: Well, what we got to do, at least you don't have to smoke stacks back there, but what we got to do is we got to <laughs> get you a cowboy hat. That's for ne-
0: next episode. I'll have the smoke stacks. All right. There you I, go. I go to New York dash New Jersey on Sunday for the rest of the, for all the next week. So.
1: Well, you could smell that coming around the corner, right?
0: Yeah, you can smell it from now through the screen. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Ooh,
0: it smells like asshole. <laughs> well,
1: we're here to talk some angels baseball and get yeah. you caught up a little bit. Also, speaking get, of asshole, yeah, <laughs> Artie, no, <laughs> yeah. Squid, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get you caught up on all things angels here and talk about uh, what, what what are we gonna talk about today, Fernando?
0: So we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Astros series. Uh, we are currently recording in the middle of game three. So, you know, we'll kind of be a little outdated on that, but but we're going to talk about the first two games. We're going to talk about the fact that this team only wins when Shohei Ohtani pitching. We'll probably talk a little bit about Shohei Ohtani's trade value and if that's something the Angels need to explore. Um, and, yeah, probably talk about what I've missed over the last two weeks.
1: Okay. That sounds good.
0: So yeah, we look. Let's start with the – no, go ahead before okay. I jump
1: in. You're
0: good. You're good. Okay, I was going to say, so I told Dominic this. So over the last two weeks, obviously I was getting married. I was moving my family to Texas. So mm-hmm. I didn't watch much Angels baseball during those two weeks. Uh, I guess fortunate enough for me. So let me ask you this. So over the last two weeks and some change that I missed, I just missed a bunch of crappy baseball, no situational hitting, bad bullpen pitching, and bad – yeah, just bad pitching overall, unless Shohei Ohtani was pitching, right?
1: Yeah you you pretty much you pretty much got a lot of Halo Hawks saying when we did have a bad pitching performance, like a, a blown save or maybe a guy giving up four or five runs, you got them saying it's the pitching fault. We got to fire Wise. And yeah. yet, when the ninety <sighs> percent of the other games were the fact that we could not scratch across two hits before or after the sixth inning you know you you and you're only scoring one run you're leaving 10 or 12 guys on base you're striking out double digits uh they're still not clamoring for the firing of Sorrento and Reed everyone's still like well the, the pitching how has it the pitching's fault if you can't score runs dude i mean i, I you just can't blame him and i to me it's like i'm i'm more along the lines of just so fed up with with half of the fan base and the, the way that Perry this week to also let you know what happened. He fell on the sword twice when asked about the hitting coaches. And he literally said, you know, Hey, it's the players I present to the coaches. It's my fault. I got the wrong. So you're, you're literally telling your team. Yeah. I got the wrong guys, man. I got the wrong guys in place and it's not the coach's fault. And I believe the hitting as, you know, the hitters being lazy and not following uh, you know, not having the proper direction. It's 50, 50. And so, so that whole thing right there has been very frustrating in the last couple of weeks because I would have loved for Perry to come out and blast his coaches. I mean, if you're willing to fire the actual manager, you should be able to blast the other coaches, too. I don't know why they're so Teflon right now.
0: Yeah, so, you know, let, let me address a couple of things. So we've now gotten to marinate on this uh, Joe Madden firing for a couple of weeks, almost a month now? About that, yeah. Okay, so did Joe Madden deserve to get fired? Yes. Yes. I don't think there's any doubt on that. Was it Joe Madden's fault? The angels lost 14 straight games. Absolutely not. No. Was it his reason that the angels are the worst team in baseball since what was it like May 24th or something? Mm -hmm. No, that it it was not his fault that, you know, he kind of started that track
1: directly. Yeah. It's not his fault.
0: Yeah. But what I will say is it's definitely the coaching, but here's the thing. What's it easier to do, fire a manager or fire, what, three guys, four guys? Yeah. You would have had to have fired, you know, both hitting instructors mm-hmm. or what the hitting coach, the hitting instructor. I, I don't exactly know what their titles are. I just know it's, you know, Reed and Sereno. I I think Sereno is the primary hitting coach, right? And then Jeremy Reed is the No, assistant. No,
1: it's actually the other way around. Uh, oh, Reed, okay. Reed took over, I think, two years ago. Sereno was lead. He gave it. He's assistant to read, and then they have a third guy base something or other. I never base seen god. Okay, yes, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something about, something cuck. But he's he's the he's the god. Cancelled. Cancelled.
0: Can they even make it seven minutes?
1: I know. I get cancelled every episode. Yeah. Right. But but no, those three uh, those three guys in theory. I mean, look, I, I get what you're saying, but um. Maybe Perry didn't have his guys to bring in, and I just have this overwhelming feel- feeling that he's just going to clean freaking house next year. And uh, but I would have done it. I would have thrown my coaches under the bus, is what I'm saying. Because
0: yeah, I mean, why wouldn't he clean house? Because here's the thing, you know, there are some people already saying on Twitter, "Oh, his job's on line." Perry's job is not on the line right now. Mm-hmm. What I will say is, let's just say he cleans house. Yeah. And he has, I, if he cleans house and next year is, you know, the same song and dance, like it might be, mm-hmm. then I think he's on the hot seat. Then I say, you know what? I think he might lose his job. I don't think he's going to have a, as long of a leash as Billy Epler did. Cause Billy Epler had five years.
1: About that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he played out almost his whole contract. Uh, yeah. I, let's see. 16, 17,
0: 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah. Six no. years almost. Yeah, yeah. Because twenty one was Perry. I I just I just feel that
1: like it's harder it's harder to fire a GM and start with a GM, you know, because the philosophy everything starts from the top to bottom with a D- GM with the le- leadership of the owner. Yep, yep. So so I I think it's really hard for them to just go through another GM. So I don't think like I totally agree. I actually think Perry's got two more years if okay. if if this, if this thing doesn't work. I mean, it have to be a really egregious next year for them for them to fire him. But right now, I think uh, he needs to bring in his guys, you know, his guys that he trusts to run this team and then another year of his players. And that way, there's no, OK, me and me and uh, Joe didn't get along. He didn't follow my phone, fo- because if you remember uh, the quote from Joe was, hey, I like analytics, but I don't like it shoved down my throat. That was his direct quote. So it's it's really evident to see that the Joe and his guys have a different way of teaching and when Perry's bringing in his guys who are heavy on the analytics and maybe need to be coached a certain way, and they're butting heads, it's easy to see why Joe was fired. It's just not easy to see why Nevin hasn't really flipped the script hitting-wise to get these guys better. Because I see the same situational hitting. I see the same uh, at-bats. Nothing's really changed that way.
0: Yeah. So for the record, I, I, I looked it up. We were talking. Perry Manazian has two more years under contract after this season okay so you're probably right i don't see why they wouldn't let him at least write out the contract mm-hmm. um i i know phil nevin is closer to perry's guy than uh, joe madden is mm-hmm. and i you know they can deny it all they want i'm pretty sure i kind of knew that that was the reason why phil Nevin got hired in the first place i don't know why they put him at third base coach instead of you know moving him to like you know base coach position because mm-hmm. typically whoever, sorry a bench coach sorry Bench coach is typically like your second string manager, if you will. You're the backup manager. You know what I mean? That's why when a lot of managers get thrown out, bench coach steps in. Mm-hmm. So I kind of thought he would have had a higher end role, but obviously because of the way the dynamic was, Phil never got moved to third base.
1: Yeah. He seemed to be the guy because um, he, you know, we we thought about disciplinary and things like that. I just, was thinking it was going to be someone a little bit more analytical, someone more nuanced uh, because, uh, you know, Bill Nevin reminds me just of another old school guy. He reminds me of a guy that uh, would have been good managing the angels in the early two thousands. But, but just, you know, we, we have to see what happens. I think that unfortunately this season, the way it started, we were thinking playoffs. We were thinking all the good things and the way that we've gone 12 and 33, In the last, uh, what is it, uh, 45 games, you know, has really thrown this season upside down So now we're thinking, are we going to be sellers or we're we're leaning that way? And then we're thinking what's going to happen in the offseason, the coaching. I mean, geez, Louise, man, I mean, you you didn't catch much in those two weeks because you were so busy, but a lot did happen, but it was just a lot of negativity.
0: Yeah, well on some on, on some podcasts, not, not many. We're we're gonna be okay. And you <laughs> and then you had Dodger Lodge Rahelio over there. Oh yeah,
1: he's like hey.
0: A, Yeah, hey, don't worry guys, we're gonna make the playoffs because Artie oh, Artie the farting party don't is gonna fart- get us there. Don't worry, old
1: Tony will pitch us to a victory.
0: And Artie's Artie in the meantime is going shh, shh squid? I let's give squid a 10-year contract let's squid give him a 10-year deal can he pitch squid's a pitcher today
1: (laughs) he's gonna make his own squid bourbon (laughs) two-way squid squid. (laughs) oh geez
0: yeah exactly but so good time
1: exactly (laughs) i mean like Here's the other thing, bro. I mean, you're seeing these quick fixes, too. Like, they've gone out. They went and got an Atlanta Braves pitcher that he knew through the system, that former first-round pick. They get pick up Jonathan VR. They're trying to plug some holes. They're trying to get guys like Squid, like you mentioned, out of the lineup. Um, they're trying to, you know, groom Stefanik, uh, play McKinnon more. Uh, they're trying to do some things. But, man, you're sitting there now, eight games out. You got five or six teams ahead of you. It's hard to jump that many teams and, you know, they've got the pitching to do it. But my God, they still can't score over three runs, dude.
0: Yeah, I mean, is this not typical Angels since 2015? Let's get a couple of these stopgap guys to try to stop the bleeding a little bit. Oh, we need to replace Josh Hamilton. No problem. David DeJesus. <laughs> Shane Victorino. The what, flying what Hawaiian. The- yeah, right. <laughs> God, what was that guy's name who played left field? I forgot his first name, but his last name was Nova.
1: Oh, uh, I know who it is. Uh,
0: he was like a journeyman, you know. He'd been with
1: Oakland and a few other teams, Jonathan. Yeah, the Nova Red Sox. Like
0: I, oh I don't know, but yeah, exact Basura, absolute yeah, yeah. trash. Don't get yeah. me wrong, sometimes they got lucky with guys like Parker Bridwell, Blake Parker. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think even, I think David Hernandez. Might have been a dumpster dive move, Hansel Robles. You know what I mean. So we've seen some success come out of the dumpster diving.
1: Carlos Perez for about a year. He was, beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah. He had, didn't he hit a walk off home run? I like guess first major league hit or whatever. At least yeah. his first hit with the Angels.
1: Something like that. I mean, yeah, they've they've done a lot of that dumpster diving. They've done a lot of like, hey man, you gotta uh, let's get a Rule Five guy. Let's get a yeah. guy, you know that just got designated for assignment. Yeah. Um, you, know, you said
0: Carlos Perez and I immediately thought of ACE, you know, uh, our listener yeah. ACE, I remember seeing her at a game, like during Pete Carlos Perez, uh, she bought a Carlos Perez shirt and I don't know if she'd ever admit it, but I-, I vividly remember her wearing a Perez shirt. And I was like, why the hell do they sell this?
1: She was gonna, she was like, oh, he's going to be around for a long time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, that's what I thought when I bought half the jerseys that I have. Oh yeah! yeah. I mean, now all my Pujols, Upton, Simmons, Calhouns are all just pajama shirts. I have pretty, like fifty pajama shirts.
1: Pretty much, man. That's that's what sucks when you buy the player. Like I, I after a while, I started just buying the jersey or customizing it to myself because I'm like, dude, it's all about the name on the front. At least I know I'm not going nowhere. You know that the other yeah. player is going to go. <laughs>
0: Well, you know, and that's the saddest part. For, like, a long period of time, like, we were consistent. I had a Calhoun jersey, a Simmons jersey, mm-hmm. and I didn't have to worry about those guys leaving because the Angels kept their talent. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nowadays, you don't know. We're talking about Shohei Ohtani potentially on the move. And, you know, if I'm really honest with myself, the Angels won't trade Ohtani. Should they? That's a topic for later today. But they won't. They won't. They don't want to win.
1: That's That's a – man that's a great question and a great thing to talk about when we do because uh that is man it's it's heavy it because it yep. he's one of those guys like look we saw how it weighed on cal on the fans of calhoun and angel fans yep. they were torn down the middle you had player the people that just absolutely loved him and even when the people that didn't love him they didn't want to see him go yeah and they didn't want to see him play anywhere else so that's a guy who was who had a decent semi, you know, decent career with the Angels. Was a fan favorite, but imagine a, like a Shohei Ohtani. That'd be like a Tim Salmon leaving like in his prime. You know what I yeah. mean? Like you just you don't think of that because, like you said, back in the day, Disney days, early Artie days, we held on to our players.
0: Yep, uh, I'm trying to look up what like the the Calhoun contract is right now. So he's getting 5.2 million with the Rangers. Now that's not bad. I would gladly pay Calhoun $5.2 million. And I say that like it's my money, but it's not. Yeah, it's well, it's Artie's money.
1: Well, if you but, had, had Artie's money, I'm pretty sure you'd spend it a lot better than he does. So you don't have to worry about that.
0: Well, that's the thing. So, you know, I, it's really easy to say that when we're sitting here on a podcast, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we can critique everything. Mm-hmm. You know, we were first in line to praise the organization for getting good, established bullpen arms. You know, these. the Angels won the bullpen offseason this year. They did. On paper, they got the best. They had one of the best bullpens in baseball. Angels being the Angels, though. However, the moves haven't materialized. Ha- completely haven't. But real quick, so Cole Calhoun, for $5.2 million, has a .02 war. Oh, sorry, a .2 war. And he's got a two thirty two batting average with 11 home runs.
1: Sounds like a typical Calhoun year. I mean to be honest yeah. with you, I mean I mean I've never like again I've I had my reservations about him. I have come on many times saying that I wasn't a fan you know in the long term because I felt he could do so much better but I think a shift takes away at least 30 points of that average um, because he does pull the ball an awful lot uh, but when he but when he's on he's on he can carry a team we've seen him carry the Rangers for a few a uh, couple weeks this year uh, you know he killed us when we played them. And uh, yeah. he and he did that when he was here in Anaheim. And, and one thing that I could never knock him for was his, my, you know, like go through a wall, basically defense. And his arm was just fantastic. So absolutely. Yeah. I I, I, I do miss his defense in right field. Like I'll never forget. I was at that game uh Dodgers angels where it looked like the Dodgers were going to tie it or win it. I think they were going to tie it and Calhoun threw him out at home. And then him and Trout were celebrating in center field. That was one of the greatest games I've been to dude.
0: I think that was Cody Bellinger
1: yeah. running home
0: and yeah. he was out by like, he wasn't even halfway home.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> funny. <laughs> Cause just kind of gave up. The Dodger fans were like, I mean, they went completely quiet, dude. All yeah. you heard was angel fans. It was so awesome.
0: And man, I, I, I love going to the freeway series. Cause there's those games are electric. I remember the year when uh, Cameron Maven struck out to win the game. And yes, I said that correctly. He struck out, got on the knee in frustration, and uh, Yasmani Gondol dropped the ball, and he threw it into right field, and Cameron Mabin just walked the first base. Ben Revere scored, and Cameron Mabin struck out to win the game. (laughs) Dodgers fans were, like, beside themselves.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, this, this rivalry, you know, with the Dodgers upcoming here, it is like you said, it's you know, if the dot when the Dodgers were bad in the early 2000s, because a lot of people can't remember that, but when they were bad in the early 2000s, we were their World Series. And so, as time's gone on, as you know, after 2014 and onward, they are our World Series. Yep. So, we- we've kind of reversed it. You know, there were some years where we were just battling back and forth, top, top teams in each league. Um, those days I wish were around again, but uh, right now, you know, the Dodgers again, first place. And they've had memorable games, the Shanhoe Park Tim Belcher fight, you know the karate kick. Uh, you had that one that you're talking about with mabin I remember the Angels had no hit the Dodgers and lost one nothing. So uh, you know there's there's all sorts of games like that between these two that that have uh, been pretty exciting. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think the last uh, I think we split with them last year, and then in the COVID year, which didn't count, we we got swept. So you know I hope that doesn't happen this year. I hope we get back at them this year with a Two games.
0: Didn't, didn't we get swept by them the first series
1: yes this year, this, this year yeah we got swept and dodge, but we play and it's weird because that was in the middle of the losing streak or towards the tail end and uh the dodgers um they were expected to mash us and we actually played them pretty good we just didn't score
0: yeah we lost zero to two game one and then lost one to four yeah but uh yeah they're always fun games you know go out there those are the one games i will encourage you to go out there Go out there, weigh your red, and show those pony boys who's boss. Yeah. If you're, yeah. If, And all we ever hear, oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: I was just going to say if you're a young listener and, you know, you haven't experienced a playoff game, that's probably the closest you'll ex- uh, to be to a playoff game is versus Dodgers.
0: Yeah. We're talking to you,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mateo, too, dude, because Mateo's
0: yeah. the one. Yeah. Yeah. No, they're, they're a good time, man. I mean, it, it's fun whenever we do win. And, you know, typically they're at least close games. You know, the last, Couple of years have been kind of rough, so we've we own the Dodgers up until like the last like two years where they're starting to catch up a little bit. Yeah, but those we, games are definitely worth checking out.
1: I think we had something that at one point, like a 15 games over 500 versus the Dodgers, so I think they've closed the gap a little bit, like you yes. said. So, uh, hopefully, we can get that back going again because, like you said, it didn't matter the record. We when we play them, we play them hard, like uh, you know, they were there are World Series, there are Yankees. And uh, you know, I'm I'm hoping for good things because uh, you know I'd like to close out what was a promising start and to a dreadful first half. You know, so we'll see.
0: So you know, since this is probably our last episode uh, before the All Star break, I don't know if we're gonna do a Dodgers episode or not. We'll we'll we'll,
1: we'll you know. cover it afterwards, probably like on Monday. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So, what do you think's really gone on this first half? So try to break it down. I mean, yes, it's coaching. Yes, it's injuries, but what do you think is really the underlying issue here? You know, take a second to think about it if you have to, but.
1: I, I would have to go with the same theme. Now, first off, as one, one B on this one, I would say like how you brought up the bullpen being revamped and just retooled and looking like so such like a juggernaut. I think the misuse of them and also the key injuries that we've seen here and there to certain guys like Bradley not staying healthy for the most part through the first half uh, you know, you had uh, what happened with Austin Warren. I mean, they've had guys who have been surprises like Watts and a few others. Kaheta's been pitching good. Uh, when when that bullpen's all together, they're pretty damn scary. So I like them, but they've had they've had their issues. Uh, you know, that helped us lose some of these games. But I would have to say, overwhelmingly to me, not following a scouting report, not a no in game adjustments, uh, terrible approaches at the plate, being either ultra. Uh, conservative, which is standing like Stassi the statue, taking pitches down the middle, like a lot of these guys have, just not changing approaches. Walsh not hitting the outside pitch, Marsh not, uh, you know, swinging at everything. Guys like Trout swinging at pitches head high. I mean, the Angels can't lay off the high heat, so none of that's been changed. I think that is the biggest thing because there's been so many games, Fernando, where they've lost two to one, two to nothing, three to one, where uh, just a hit here, a hit there and they win these games, there is no excuse, bro, for them to lead the league in strikeouts and to be routinely striking out 10 times a game. You cannot win like that, bro. They they had 20 strikeouts in one game against Houston out of 27 possible outs. You just can't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, and it's so obvious that this team is in such a mental rut. Like, it's obvious that when they're down 2-0, you know, the starting pitcher, whoever's in, in the bullpen at that time, is flat. Their shoulders are down. They're going through the motions. They're not changing their mentality. The pitching coach, you know, Matt Wise isn't coming out to have conversation with these guys. And, I mean, and even when he does, it doesn't seem like they're meaningful conversations because the guys aren't getting that third out. And, dude, it's been like that the last, like, eight years. With two outs, it's almost like we're back to no outs. You get, You get what I mean?
1: Yep, yep. Like, if
0: we have two outs, you might as well not have any because they're so flat with two outs. It's like climbing a mountain.
1: Or, or my favorite, Fernando, what about when it's 0-2 in the count and they're, instead, yeah, <laughs> yeah, instead of throwing a pitch down and away or something to get the guy to chase, you're throwing something right over the middle.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at you, Raysell Glacius.
1: <laughs> yeah, or
0: it's like, okay, so, or Rysel will have, like, two strikes. All right, I'm going to throw four straight sliders out of the zone. Yeah. Slider, 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 slider. Oh, ball four. Dang it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't I don't know. If, I don't know if that's a catcher decision because as we know, this isn't the social ball to where you know he's calling every pitch. It's it's basically the catchers have a scouting report on the wrist and I guess they're calling it so or they're radioing it in, however they do it nowadays.
0: Yeah, right. Who knows? Luminati, the Luminati helps <laughs> That's that's how they do it. Well,
1: what is, well, I'll throw that question right back at you because that was a great question. I mean, what, what do you think responsible for this team being the way they are too?
0: I think it's just mental ruts, overthinking, you know, trying to do too much. They overcorrect themselves or, you know, it's, it's unfair to assume that these guys don't care. We like to say they don't care. We like to say Rendon doesn't care. You know, I'm going to give this entire team and coaching staff the benefit of the doubt for a second, you know, because our top notch on field reporting always talks about like, oh, I talked to Shohei Ohtani today. He was in high spirits. Okay, great. So how was he in high spirits after going? uh, Well, I guess I shouldn't say Shohei Ohtani. Max Stassi, how was he in high spirits after going 0 for 263? You know? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> i get you
0: yeah so I, I honestly i just think it's the mental rut of everything i think it's the oh, okay well we're down one nothing in the second inning this game's over why because we're not scoring runs or yeah. okay hey there's a runner on first base there's you know there's one out runner on first all right i'm gonna try to hit a six run home run you're like um that's not how this game works so like six run home run yeah <laughs> yeah i mean
1: You know, one guy I think that would fit in great with this network is Mark Langston. What you're saying is what he's been preaching. Like, he's like, back in my day, these guys strike out way too much. Uh, They would start to choke up on their bats. You know, they're actually pissed off when they strike out. He's like, striking out has become too much part of the game. And he's like, if if I were coaching these guys, I'd be telling them to choke up on two strikes, protect the plate. It's like, damn, that's like easy advice that I don't know if it's reaching these players or that they're willing to do it, one of the two, because – they seem not to be doing the little stuff that can get you the, the W's. Like today, during today's game, they actually bunted today and were able to move a runner into scoring position, which was shocking.
0: Dang it. I'm all, I, I didn't see that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Brandon, Brandon Marsh. And, and that's another thing about Brandon Marsh, bro. So Brandon Marsh is second on the team in strikeouts. To, well, he's probably past Mike Trout since he hasn't played the last couple of games. But he was only one strikeout behind uh, Mike Trout. And Brandon Marsh doesn't play every day. Yeah. And there was, a, there was a string of 97 at-bats that Brandon Marsh had where he struck out 53 times out of the 97 at-bats.
0: Yeah, so what's your, how has your opinion on Brandon Marsh changed over the last you know, month and a half here? He started off the year really good. His defense was great. His defense is still fine. Mm-hmm. But, you know, his productive at-bats are not as productive lately.
1: I would have to say this uh, because I was having a discussion with a friend and a couple people on the post game. I'm actually under the impression that, you know, how they keep sending Adele down and they haven't sent Marsh down, which I, you know, I think maybe he needed some retooling. But what I've what I'm starting to feel is I think it's an organizational thing. Like like maybe Adele's not the home run guy that we've championed him to be. He's not Mike Trout 2.0. Maybe he's a guy that just rips doubles. Maybe he's a, more of like a Garrett Anderson, got to make contact, be smarter. Because when, when I've seen at-bats when he's actually choking up or he's trying to be more defensive around the plate, not you know over swinging, taking those home run hacks, he looks good in the box. Uh, I think when, he, when he's trying to just rip the two-run homer all the time, he looks pretty terrible. So I think when he lets things come to him, he's a better hitter. And I think that's the same thing for Marsh marsh is like swinging for the fences and there's no need for that i, I think i think he needs to be more of the slap the ball hitter like we've talked about like like i thought he was going to be like a darren erstad type dude. he's, he's not hitting like that at all
0: yeah i like brandon marsh is a guy who i'd like to see as a prototypical number one you know, yep. leadoff hitter or i'd like to see him as a number nine guy kind of what we get out of david Fletcher to flip the lineup over that's kind of the role that brandon marsh fits best he's a speedy guy mm-hmm. he can get extra bases and he is very very capable of having good at bats productive at bats having a lengthy at bat and that's the kind of stuff you want to say out of a leadoff guy you know are the angels improperly using him yeah a little bit but you know that's only so much as an excuse we say that all the time like oh well you know this guy should be lower or higher in the lineup. But at the end of the day, you are still a major league hitter, let alone a major league hitter who's still expendable. You can still go down to AAA. The team doesn't need you. You're not Mike Trout. Mm-hmm. Yes, you're up here because you're expected to have productive at-bats, but, you know, you are, in theory, because you're so young, easily replaceable. You know what I mean? They could get that out of Juan Lagares. clearly. <laughs> <Just>
1: <laughs> yeah, right
0: psych 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 he's
1: he's still he's still on pace for zero rbis by the way but hey there you go but let me let me ask you this question if you same
0: amount of rbis as fast time under the halo love your brother there there you go (laughs) (laughs) but
1: but hey but fast times war is better though that's all i'm saying
0: yeah Uh, how about his graphics above replacement
1: there you go yeah lagaris can't touch that for sure yeah
0: zero copyright infringement so far (laughs)
1: <laughs> but let me ask you this, bro. When it when it comes to the way that the Angels are, it like, and here's my my theory on it. I want to get your yours on it first, uh, actually. But do you think the way that the Angels are hitting and the way that they've been in a tremendous slump, it's not just been the number one guy all the way down. I mean, you can you could see, I mean, Trout's batting only 260. We all know he's not a 260 hitter. Otani's not a 253 hitter. My, my, Well, okay. Okay. I'll give you that. But, but my thing is, (laughs) my thing is it's, it's gotta be the coaching because if I saw a few guys slump, I, I get it. Okay. Half the lineup's good. Half the lineup sucks. And they'll work with those guys or maybe these guys go through a stretch where they stink. And then all of a sudden they get better because they're, they've switched something up. Do you think bro, in your opinion that the coaching staff has tried to help
0: these guys on an individual basis to get them going? I'm going to give the coaching staff something I normally don't do, give them the benefit of the doubt. But at the end of the day, these are major league hitters. So, and pitchers for that matter of fact. So, you know, I think a lot of these guys are kind of stuck in their ways. Some guys respond to certain coaches very well. And some of them don't. I've had my fair share of conversation with players in the organization and, you know, I, I've asked about multiple coaches that have been in there. I've gotten some really interesting information, some things I was right about, for instance, like some preconceived notions I had about the type of guy that Mike Socha was. I learned the kind of guy he was, and it was exactly what I thought. And then I asked, you know, hey, how about Joe Madden? And I got the exact information I expected. What you see with these managers is what you get. There's no like, oh, well, they're a completely different person. No, Socia is exactly what you think Socia is. Joe is exactly what you think Joe Madden is. You know, a guy who's probably sitting in the dugout or at least in the clubhouse in his boxers while he smokes the let- the devil's lettuce. That's exactly who Joe Madden is. You know what I mean?
1: With his mystery van.
0: Uh, there's no mystery about it. You just don't want to go in there. There's no candy. I'll tell you how much. Kids, there's no candy in there. Don't go in.
1: There's stains that we cannot talk about on this podcast.
0: Yeah, we can talk about it. That's why we have our own network.
1: Oh, that's right. There you go. Yeah,
0: yeah right. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe to HelloFresh. <laughs> on that note. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, real, So you know what? Let's get into the the showy Otani topic. You okay Otani. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. And Todd uh, just climax on the screen. <laughs> that's why you got all fuzzy where the palm trees are.
1: And that's what I was talking about in Joe's van wink wink Ooh,
0: there, <laughs> there it is he's like oh I love me that red wine
1: <laughs> hi Yeah.
0: oh Roger <laughs> okay alright so Shohei Otani mm-hmm. I know we have a little over two weeks until the trade deadline trade deadline this year is August 2nd if yes. I remember correctly yes. okay so where we currently sit you are the general manager of the Angels Mm-hmm. do you trade show Ohtani? i'm putting you on the spot here
1: well like that espn article came out they threw in a you know three top-notch pitchers from the dodger organization plus trey turner now if trey turner signed and they added uh, gavin lux to that you know along with urias and with uh i think it was may and another another uh quality pitcher i would have to say yes because, I mean, you'd fill the infield spots, you'd get three good starters. Um, you, could, you could also flip a, a, to somebody else like a, a Syndergaard and a Lorenzen who are on one-year deals. But, I mean, unless you get a King's Ransom like that, including like maybe a draft pick or another minor leaguer, it's really hard to trade Otani because 50% of me, and I know a lot of fans are going to be upset, 50% of me says, yes, pull the trigger. And then the other 50% is telling me don't because he's a a once-in-a-generational guy. He's a starting pitcher that looks like on the cusp he's going to win at least 16 or 17 games this year. You know, his hitting will get better, so he should finish it with about at least 30 home runs, maybe about 80 RBIs, and about a 260 average. So not bad. I mean, this is a guy that's, you know, great numbers. But where did it get us? And I think that's, as Angel fans, you got to think long-term. you got to think what's on the chest. You know, where, you know, how many times is he going to put up the numbers and then not get us to the playoffs? And it's not, it's not on him because I brought this out in the post game. This isn't like basketball where you could sit there and do a Kobe and Shaq and the rest of the guys can stand around and watch him win. You know, we can't do that with Otani and Trout. Hell, I
0: mean, you know, for the longest time you just got LeBron on a team and a bunch of scrubs and they're making the finals. You know, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's just how basketball is. You can have one mega superstar Mm -hmm. and compete.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you could be in like the top four seeds or or better, you know. So but with baseball, you need a complete team. You need to build around these guys. And I just feel, bro, that in my heart of hearts, I would love him to stay. But if you're if you're going to give him four hundred million dollars like he wants, or even three fifty, you're looking at his contract, you're looking at Trout's contract, you're looking at Rendon's contract, and with Artie's past of not going over the salary cap, and and not paying out the, the the penalties, you're only going to have so much to blanket the rest of the team with, and 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 fill in the voids. And what are we going to be doing? Getting more of these designated for assignment players, yep. one year deals.
0: Yeah, there's no way that we can field a competitive team with Rendon, Trout, and Otani all making over thirty million dollars. And in Otani's case, most likely over 40 million dollars.
1: That'll be that'll be a hundred million dollars, which is probably more than about 10 teams in baseball, their entire payroll. Just yeah, right I there. mean,
0: we're talking about those three players' contracts combined being roughly a billion dollars. That's no exaggeration. Yep. We're talking about three baseball players that are going to be worth about a billion dollars yep. yep that would make it you know and realistically eventually those contracts will fail us you know at the, the way the only thing i can think of is you know by the time that mike trout's contract isn't worth it anymore hopefully by then we already got the production we wanted out of him. you know at 37 38 we just want mike trying to go out there sign some autographs for the kids wave his little hand and be like i love the angels you know, that's what you want out of him his last two years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rendon, we're hoping to something out of it because we haven't gotten anything right now. We've gotten more from Rally Chris than we've gotten out of Anthony Rendon on the field. <laughs> okay. By yeah. the way,
1: it's his birthday coming up here soon. Yeah. I don't, exactly. you, I don't know if you know.
0: Yeah, I saw multiple times on his Twitter. Big, um, big,
1: big DJ party.
0: Yeah, there you go. But, <laughs> um, yeah, and, and that's going to be probably the case eventually with Shoei Otani. Hopefully by then we maybe have a World Series to go off of, but at the rate we're going right now, who are we kidding? You know, so I'm right there with you, buddy. You know, I'm, I, believe it or not, I have a little bit of Halo honk in me. Just, a, just I, I try not to tell people about
1: it. You, you let it come out a little bit here and there. I know, I've noticed.
0: Yeah, it's, it's like somebody with like a secret like addiction to something. Like, I see you
1: know, I see you honking your honk every now and then. Secret yeah, honk honk,
0: show me your honks. <laughs> <laughs> as you as as Todd likes to tell the kids. <laughs> oh no, no, no. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> well, I mean like kids as like a as like a vague term, not like I, children. I'd I mean, be arrested <laughs> if I did that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, no, I understand. I meant to more like, ah, you know. I'd
1: have an ankle brain job speak. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah right all of a sudden you like the fbi just smashes in your door
1: <laughs> what's on your computer
0: <laughs> oh just a pissed off angels fan again yeah
1: exactly
0: <laughs> okay but like i was saying yeah I, I do have a little bit of halo honk in me so hannah from the pr department if you're listening <laughs> trust me i have a little bit of halo honk in me okay uh, <laughs> but what i'm not gonna do is seek approval in the form of going on a field we have no problem getting these interviews hannah so if you're listening just let us just let us on the field about that really i mean todd i live in texas now so let todd on <laughs> the field he's got some tough questions to ask in a loving and good way okay exactly. we're gonna book these interviews anyway so you might as well just make it easier we've exactly. got no problem
1: exactly and i think i could give you more than just the Angels starting lineup without the pitcher if you know what i mean <laughs> now
0: you're throwing <still> shade <laughs> Now you're just throwing shade. I don't condone this.
1: <laughs> but what you I started saying,
0: you started it. I didn't. St- I don't start anything. I I'm finish. a man of God.
1: I finish it, baby. I'm a closer. Oh,
0: well, there you go. Here comes Levar Ball. <laughs> Here he is, Levar Ball. Anyway, so like I've like I've been trying to say. So yeah, half of me is very much like you. You, you know, you give this man a blank check. Does he deserve a blank check? By all means. The more and more we see a healthy Shohei Ohtani, which I'm starting to really believe, we didn't start seeing until last year. Yeah. You know, 2018. Remember, he was shut down, but he did have structural arm damage, and the teams were aware of this when they were offering him, you know, a place to go. They knew that he was injured, so we, you know, we never saw a healthy 2018 Shohei Ohtani. 2019, he had already undergone his Tommy John surgery to just, just a DH. But he was going through Tommy John uh, recovery. 2020, we obviously saw a horrible version of Shohei Otani. Looked like a single-A baseball player playing Major League Baseball. But once again, we had to give him the benefit of the doubt. 2021, we saw what we got. This year, we are so far seeing a healthy Shohei Otani rebounding after a terrible start. You yep. can't be hot forever. And he ended up last year really cold, right? He wasn't the batter that he was prior to the All-Star game. You know, his pitching was fine but now he's kind of corrected all that and he's doing good on both fronts but my point is does he deserve a blank check absolutely mm-hmm. but can this team afford to give it to him probably not man and, and let me ask you this bro in
1: the long run let's just say cuz we obviously know the catching has been a problem you know yes. obviously but like like i said with a dodger trade maybe it's not those particular two players but maybe you get a fill-in, like like a really good DH. You get a really – let's just say they trade to Toronto and get Kirk, and they, and they pick up a power hitter from Toronto, uh, a couple pitchers, a bullpen guy. You fill in all these holes. Yes, you're not going to have Otani, the big-name guy, but you can win. Would you rather have big names in that lineup or a team that can go out there – With a 2002 like esque team that could just get on base, that can make hits, that can because I mean, what's what? What do you think's gonna get you more wins right now? Sticking with Otani, trying to build around these high payrolls, or if you shed at least one, maybe Rendon in a couple years, you know, maybe you bring in you're able to bring in more talent. You know what I mean? I mean, because you can't you it's you can't replace a unicorn, but you can also always get a, a top notch starter. You can get a top notch DH
0: you know, I can't replace a unicorn with one player, but I might be able to replace a unicorn with seven players, there you, you go. know, and that's just kind of the mindset, right? You know, the fact of the matter is will we field a competitive team with essentially three players and a bunch of scrubs, yep. you know, guys. Sure. We have David Fletcher. Sure. We had Jared Walsh, but we have those guys now. And where are we? Rendon is on the injured list. Rendon is just about always going to be on the injured list. <laughs> and it's unfortunate. Nobody wants Rendon to succeed more than Saints Yes, we make fun of him. But the fact of the matter is we need him to succeed. The team is better when we have this romanticized version of what Anthony Rendon is. Problem is, we haven't seen that guy since he was in Washington. Yeah, This version is a fake, you know, freaking, this is like the, the cable version, like those commercials. This is you with DirecTV. This is you with cable. Yeah. All we've seen is the cable version of Rendon. Hell, all we've seen is the Larry the Cable Guy version of Rendon. You know, and the fact of the matter is the depth that we had to start this year no longer exists, you know, because now we're having to use guys like Velasquez, we, you know, DFA'd and then proceeded to trade uh Taylor uh, Tyler uh Wade back to the Yankees. You know, these were guys that shouldn't be getting tons of playing time, yet they are, because there was no depth in this team.
1: Yeah, that's the problem, I think they they never filled those gaps when we had them, yep. you know, there, there's gaps that are clear there that the angels needed to fix. And I think if we're to blame Perry for anything, like, cause I, I still have given him more of the benefit of the doubt than the coaches, but, but if I'm going to blame him for something, it's like not filling that bench with capable players, not getting a backup catcher or not even getting a starting catcher. Hey,
0: we got Kurt Suzuki.
1: Again, not even getting a backup <laughs> catcher because I mean, look, Stassi, we gave him that three year deal and I think he's a great backup catcher or not great. I'll take that back. He's a good serviceable backup catcher. I don't think he's a starter. He's been proven not to start. I think that's a massive hole that obviously with all the things Perry needs to do, he didn't address this off season and he's got to address this, this new upcoming season where I think it's got to be a trade. Uh, I I really don't see them um, being able to pluck a free agent. Uh, I think uh, getting a a good, reliable, younger catcher would be amazing for this franchise.
0: Yeah, the problem is that next year there's not exactly a lot of catchers that are on the market. We talked about this in the past, which is why they had to go with resetting a guy like Max Stassi. I just don't exactly know where they can go with that position. It's just such a thin position.
1: It is. It's it's I think between that position and shortstop, I think, is probably the two hardest positions to fill in baseball. And, uh, you know, it's so thin, like you said, the talent or, you know, a guy like Maldonado who could hit 140, his value, his defense is not like squid. You know, he touches the ball every time the way he throws guys out, the way he um, calls and frames and everything else like that. He's the reason, you know, why he's still got a job because he's so goddamn good defensively. Um, But the Angels, it's apparent they need a catcher that can hit. And we just and, don't have one.
0: And here's the thing, man. Max Stassi is also an elite defensive catcher. Oh, you know what? I won't say elite. He's an above-average defensive yeah, catcher.
1: Yeah, he's decent.
0: Who, And we see some elite defense at times. We see yeah. flashes of it. Yeah. You know, could he eventually get a gold glove? Maybe. But the problem with Max Stassi is that he's – never fully healthy he gets injured a lot I look at martin maldonado he's fairly healthy throughout his career mm-hmm. so he's uh so free agent catchers martin maldonado is expected to be a free agent catcher next year it has yadier molina listed but he's going to retire he already announced that yeah wilson Contreras, gary sanchez uh roberto perez martin maldonado or omar Novaez. Christian Vasquez is probably the biggest name there. Tucker Barnhart, Austin Hedges, Jason Castro, Mike Zanino. And then I probably start to lose you. Kurt Casili, Kevin Pilocchi, <sighs> Kurt Suzuki, Sandy Leon. Yeah, you know, you start to get down to oh, Juan Gratterall, our old friend. Yeah. So, th- you know, it drops off
1: quick. Well, there's there's only three guys that you mentioned right there that I would actually take a flyer at. Zino, Z- uh, well, Zeno, right? Or how you say like, Mike, Mike, whatever. Mike Zanino? Zanino, there you go. Like he hits a lot of home runs, but he he's he unfortunately strikes out a lot and, and <clears> he has a throat> terrible throat> batting average. Um, Contreras, I would have said two years ago, that would have been a nice fit. Um the other catcher that you mentioned, uh, goddammit, you just um uh had him on my uh oh how is Sanchez doing this year? I know he's on he's on the Yankees, but is he is he doing okay? Because Gary oh, no, Gary Sanchez was uh Gary Sanchez was traded to the twins. Okay, is he doing all right with the Twins? Because that would be a guy I would probably shoot some money at. You know, if if I were going to shoot a money at at any free agent catcher, I'd probably go after him. I know he's not the smartest base runner and stuff like that, but he can produce.
0: Yeah, give me a second here. Waiting for this to load. Yeah, Gary Sanchez has been, you know, consistent for his career. I'm not going to say that he's an elite player in terms of with the, with the bat, but he gets the job done defensively. He's a career 228 hitter, so he's not a great hitter. Okay. He's currently batting 217 with a .5 war, 10 home runs, 27 runs, and 36 RBIs. Okay. So not great numbers no. by any stretch of the imagination. No. But, you know, is he consistent? Here's the thing. So dating back to, we'll say, 20, you know, not even 2016, um, you know what? Actually, yeah. So 2016, he played 53 games. In 17, he played 122 games. Then 89, 106, 49. Obviously, that was because of COVID. And then he played 117 games last year. And he's currently played 68 games. So at least he's overall playing a decent amount of games. The Angels are probably going to have to get a platoon piece for next year because Kurt Suzuki isn't cutting it. And, you know, I was listening to Super Halo Bros maybe a couple weeks ago now, and they were talking about Kurt Suzuki is worth playing right now over Max Stassi. And, you know, I actually like a lot of the times what they have to say. I think they're doing much better in their role as locked on Angels, but I completely disagree with what they said there.
1: Yeah, I mean we we've seen the best of Kurt probably in the two thousand nineteen World Series. So we're three years. When he old. was on the bench, you mean? Yeah, yeah, Or in nationals.
0: Yeah, when he was on the bench.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he didn't do all that great then. So um yeah, I, I just look, Kurt Suzuki well actually, you know what, the best of him was in Oakland, if I remember yeah. right. Yeah, he was he was better in Oakland. Um that again, we've we've touched on this plenty of times. This this dude was a shock when when he signed. I, I think it was you or for, or uh, Randy sent me the link that hey we we re, we re-signed uh, Suzuki. I'm like, well, is that a flashback from last year? Is that one of those on my memories type thing? <laughs> so it's like it's terrible, man. I mean, we don't. I mean, they've tried Thice down in the minors. Uh, we've given Wallach a look at, uh, but you know there has to be better options out there for us.
0: Yeah, you know, I, I would honestly it, in my perfect world I would DFA Kurt Suzuki because you know what you're going to get out of him. You know, he's past his prime and sure, you know, is he teaching some of these pitchers something they didn't already know maybe. At the end of the day, we're not involved in those conversations. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the field. I'm not a fly on the wall. You know, I'm not all, I'm not on the field giving lineups. Thank but you. what I <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Hannah.
1: (laughs) She got back. She said she circled back, so.
0: Yeah, one day.
1: (laughs) But go ahead. You're not on the field. You're not on the field.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I wish I was. I I will admit I'm jealous about that. But what I will say here is the fact that, you know, we don't know what goes on in those conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe Kurt Suzuki really is good for the young guys. Maybe he helps the defense. Maybe he's good with shit. I don't know. But there are had to have been a reason why they gave him another a shot, right? There has yeah. to be more than what we know. I understand it's a one-year deal. Great. But I mean, there was better options than Kurt Suzuki as a backup.
1: Oh, yeah. There was better options. And uh, just like at shortstop, I mean, this was the offseason where me and you looked at it and we were like, yeah, yeah. this is a shortstop of free agency. I mean, we can yep. get whoever we want right now.
0: Yeah. This and, was uh, our Roger Lodge. Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Me and you were salivating, <sighs> doing whatever he does in that uh, room of his with uh, James looking down on him. But, uh, but yeah, we, uh, we we figured, you know, like we were going to get a good shortstop, and then uh, <laughs> we didn't get nothing out of it. And then look at our boy. Hey, we got Tyler Wade. <laughs> look at our boy in Glacius, bro, over there in Colorado. He's doing a great job,
0: you yeah. know. Yeah, well, that's how it goes, right?
1: Yeah, right. You're a genius or a jackass. That's that's where I think the coach is coming to play. Because when you see a guy hit better before he comes here, sucks when he's here, and then goes somewhere else and takes off
0: again, you're like,
1: hmm, or something yeah. like
0: that. Exactly. So as far as next year, potential shortstops on the free agent market. Okay. So I know Carlos Correa has an opt-out with the Twins. So that's mm-hmm. a possible if he decides to opt out of his contract which hmm. i don't see why he wouldn't to be honest with you yeah for the simple fact of he would be ju- pretty alone here so his only other competition for a big contract would be trey turner okay so trey turner is going to be 29 years old he's currently getting 21 million dollars right now with the dodgers he's expected to get 32 a year Oof. that's what his projected market value Honestly, I could probably see him re-signing with the Dodgers as much as that pays me to say.
1: I th- I think you're right.
0: I mean, who – so the fact of the matter that a lot of us need to remember also is the fact that a lot of teams just got big-name shorts out. They just got in these big long-term commitments. So it's going to be Carlos Correa and Trey Turner.
1: I, I, I don't see Artie throwing – I mean, with, with uh, Otani <clears> – <throat> On the loom, yeah. unless they're going to trade Otani, then those guys become viable. But yeah. I, dude, I would, I would really go after Turner if I could, if I were the Angels, man. And if you could land him here, because we've talked about that too, he's the prototypical hitter that you need to change the culture on this team. That that he'll get on base. He's fast around the bases when he's on. He's a smart hitter. He um he doesn't go for the home run all the time. He's just trying to get con- uh the ball put in play. And that's what you need on this freaking team. And if that can wear off on the rest of these losers out there, I mean, this would be a- an amazing lineup. You know, that's what you got to do. So, um, man, if they were able to sign him, that'd be amazing. But I, I tend to side with you. I think he might go back to the Dodgers because I think Justin Turner's in the final year of his deal. And they're going to need a, a, a player on that left side of the infield. Cause Turner's going to wind up leaving.
0: Yeah. Well, he's old so Yeah. So uh, aside from Trey Turner and the potential Carlos Correa, you have DD Gregorius. He's getting 15 million right now with Philly. Dansby Swanson. He's getting 10 right now with Atlanta. He's projected to get about 22 next year. And he's those numbers are as of right now. Yeah, he he might be a decent option. He is 28 years old too. He'll be I think 29 at that time.
1: the perfect age, I think.
0: Yeah, so kind of depends on, you know, what happens there really. I mean, you yeah. that might be somebody to look at. Yeah. Uh your boy Jose Iglesias will be there. Um Alde, Diaz Is that the dude from Milwaukee? No, it's the dude from Houston.
1: Oh, from Houston. Okay, never mind. Yeah.
0: Uh Andrelton Simmons.
1: No, I don't think
0: he's having a bad offensive year. Historically bad. He's bad like two ten. Oh, damn. But he's only getting $4 million. Honestly, for $4 million, especially because he will probably get a little less. I wouldn't mind having Simmons for his glove alone. I don't mind having one guy who's here defensively. but here's the thing. You know, when Anderson Simmons hit a home run, he didn't pimp a home run like he's squid. squiddy <laughs> yeah. poo, you know? I think the only time I ever saw Andrelton Simmons pimp a home run is when he fell to his knee against the Astros and hit that home run on his, on one knee. But that's an excuse to pimp a home run.
1: Oh, that's a hell of a hit. Yeah, I mean, like, the thing I appreciated about Simmons is not only his leadership, but the fact that, you know, he got the hits and he would beat out ground balls into the hole. And, uh, you know, and he'd get on base. He was a smart base runner, too, so... I mean, I wouldn't mind going down that road again uh, if we had to, if we had to get a, a, a backup infielder to play either short or second base for sure.
0: Yeah, and it's a real shame, man. I really wanted Anderson Simmons to sustain his offensive success because, you know, Anderson Simmons is one of the exceptions. We like to joke around a lot that mm-hmm. guys come here and they just kind of fade into irrelevancy. Anderson Simmons was kind of the exception. He came. He was a bad de, uh, offensive player. Not sorry, not defensive. Defense. He was always elite. He was a bad offensive player when he came here from the Braves, or at least average. He then turned out to get raise his offensive stock here in Anaheim, and then left to Minnesota, and is kind of tanked since he went to the Cubs offensively. Yeah, but uh, I mean, there was a time period here where he was batting two seventy to three hundred.
1: Yeah, he was doing really, really good. So.
0: He played clean, he batted cleanup a couple of times.
1: Didn't he make an all-star appearance with us as well? He did not. He got snubbed. Oh, that's right. He got snubbed. But he got he
0: snubbed it. in 2017. That was the year that Trout was injured, did not play, but got elected as a starter. So the Angels did not technically have a representative at the 2017 All-Star Game, but it was technically Mike Trout, even though he was an Inland Empire playing with the 66ers. Oh, okay. Okay. It should have been Simmons, though.
1: Yeah, I knew Simmons had one year where he was just, like, breaking out with us. He was doing really good. So. Yeah,
0: he was batting, like, 285 at the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I would waste your time talking about the other shortstops. But really, I mean, why am I going to throw Franklin Barreto's name on there? And then Jonathan VR is the we have on our team, but he's yeah. technically on that list. So, it's a very thin short. Stop market
1: i think it would come down to we want turner but we're going to wind up with swanson type deal if if, if you know best case scenario i wouldn't mind you know what him. and
0: there's nothing wrong with that man the angels need to stop trying to go for the sexy name i said that this offseason and you know they didn't go for the sexy name this offseason which is good unfortunately they didn't get any depth either so you know they need to not go for the sexy name and start going for the right name I really wanted him to go after a guy like Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor is not having a great season right now either. He's only batting 238 with six home runs through 252 at bats, but he does have a 0.6 war. Wait so, for the
1: Dodgers, Chris Taylor. Yep. Holy shit. Because last year I know he put up, he was one of those guys that like I was looking at last year and even the year before as a guy that would be great on the angels because he just takes so many pitches. He's got a smart eye. I've seen him like uh what did he have like 15 pitch at bat where he doubled into the gap and all that for the Dodgers. So like he had like a really good season last year, but man, he's fallen off this year after getting that big contract.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That tends to be the case though, doesn't it? Yeah. Unfortunately,
1: I think it's, it's comes down when they, when guys get these big contracts, two of two of three things happen. Uh, you know, obviously the number one thing is they continue their career, they continue to mash, and they continue to be excellent. But that's yep. like few and like far. Albert
0: Pujols here in Anaheim. Oh,
1: absolutely, yeah. We know that. I
0: mean, he, <laughs> Josh I mean, Hamilton, you know,
1: yeah, they clearly had their better years here. But um, <laughs> but I mean, like when it comes to him, uh, to these to the other two reasons, it's usually either too much pressure, and they're 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 pinching themselves trying to to get up there, and they're pr- they're pressing too much, and they have bad seasons, and usually into year two year three they kick it up a notch again or they get the money and run and just sort of just play it out and be like yeah you know it is what it is i don't have to come out here and get that rendon mentality
0: that's exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah a guy who i was looking at who i wanted to get was jonathan india but right now he's having a not so great season he did win the rookie of the year Mm -hmm. right now his war is minus one game He's batting .222 with only 14 RBIs and 2 stolen bases and he's got a sample size of 37 games. But last year in 150 games, he drove in 9 he had 98 runs, 143 hits, 21 home runs, 69 RBIs and he batted .269 with an on-base percentage of .376. Wow. And by the way, also provided pretty average defense. Let so me- that's kind of what I wanted originally mm-hmm. and right now and he he Got what a war of almost four last
1: year? Yeah, yeah, he was up there, dude. He was one yeah. of the best. Let Let me ask you a question. Off uh, since you brought up Simmons and a former Angel, and we brought up Inglisius. Mm-hmm. What What would you do? Because this guy has been consistent w- when he was here briefly, and then when he he's gone to the other places he's played. Would you, if you could not go for Dansby Dansby Swanson, Turner, players like that, and you really had to either make a trade? Because I I don't know if he's a free agent or yeah, he's not a free agent. You would have mentioned him, but if you had to make a trade. What about bringing back a guy who was a no-nonsense Mr. Contact Hitter, just went about his business and did his thing, Gene Segura?
0: I was hoping you were going to say someone like who's retired like Sean Figgins. (laughs) I was like, uh, yeah, I guess we can ask him to come back.
1: Or like my dad would call him, that Choney is really good.
0: That (laughs) Choney? Yeah. That's funny. Okay, so I'm looking at Gene Segura's numbers right now. So he's currently got a war of 1.1. Uh, which is wins above replacement in case anyone is there like what's war. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's your amount of wins over the average player. Literally average is zero. So, you know, Uh, so in 167 at bats, he's got six home runs and he's got a batting average of 275 with a 324 on base percentage, which is pretty good. And that's on top of a career on base percentage of
1: 329. Yep. He's been Um, Mr. He's been Mr. Consistent since he left us.
0: Yeah, I mean, he wasn't here that long, right? He was only here for about 45 games.
1: Yeah, he came through the system, and then we we kind of showcased him, and then we we dealt him.
0: Yeah, he batted two fifty-eight that year with the non-based defense at 315. Yeah, I mean, I'd be willing to take a flyer on him for sure. He is currently injured on a 60-day injured list, so he'd have to definitely be a uh, off-season move because, mm-hmm. I- you know, he probably won't be back until after the trade deadline.
1: Because he just reminds me of Orlando Cabrera, you know, very consistent. Uh, He'll give you an occasional pop, but you know, he's a doubles type hitter singles guy and just plays hella good defense. And I think he would, he would fit right back in with us. You know, if we had to go with a, uh, a, what is it called? A solution like that.
0: Yeah. So he is uh, tech. He has the ability to be a free agent next year. He's got a 2023 club option for 17 million dollars Oh, i doubt they'll pay that you don't think so the i do so.
1: yeah i think the phillies are going to look to add players but not you know older players not a re-up on contracts so.
0: yeah he's got a 14.2 million dollar payout this year but yeah he's expected to be a free agent in 2024 assuming he doesn't get his contract picked up they do all a million dollars on that buyout okay but he does have a full no trade clause
1: i see you see
0: so will he, would he want to come back to the team that dealt him?
1: That's the other thing. Yeah, he might have animosity. I don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe that's something they explore in two years. But, mm. you know, who really knows anymore with this team, man? Who, who really knows?
1: And what's Segura's age? Isn't he like 31, 32, something like that?
0: Um, he's 32.
1: Yeah, 32, so that's not a bad age because usually you're prime It'll be
0: almost 33, though, by the time the offseason rolls around.
1: Okay, because between 28 and 33, 34 usually is when you want to get a guy because usually that's when they're in their prime. Yeah. But, uh, but For yeah. For the record,
0: I... it doesn't get much better at shortstop in 2024. Okay. Yeah, Brandon Crawford's your top guy at that stage.
1: And he's old right now. <laughs> He'll be,
0: like, 39.
1: It seems like he's been with a team, like, 20 years already, dude.
0: Yeah, he has. <laughs> he, um, I thought he retired like 15 times.
1: It seems like he was uh, there, there the last time the Giants won the World Series versus the Angels.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say when they won the World Series. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he was there the last time they won the World Series. But yeah, not 2002 <laughs> when they lost. You no, know.
1: He was a rookie back then. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Oh. But yeah, so it doesn't get much better, man. I, I don't exactly know what. I mean, hopefully by 2024, we're talking about a situation where the Angels, you know, I've developed uh, Jeremiah Jackson by then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That well, would be, that was we'll the easy way to
0: go. I kind of want to see them try to make a trade for Jazz Chisholm. I know there was a lot of talk about Rocky waters, if you will, with the Marlins and him wanting a trade. So I was kind of hoping that they'd go after a guy like that. Maybe they can get him a little cheaper, but you know, who knows, especially because the Marlins are actually not doing too bad right now. He
1: would. I'm telling you, you bring him in there, he would change the culture of this club. He would automatically be your spokesman. Yep. He would automatically do all the things we wanted Trout to do, and then some. And he would bring some flair. I mean, I would do it. I mean, he would. He wouldn't be the whole like, oh, he's Hollywood because he's L.A. Because we're not L.A. Let's just be honest. But the fact that he's in SoCal, I think he would bring so much flavor to this team. I'm. A, I'm with you. I. I would love that dude to be somewhere in this lineup somehow.
0: Yeah. I mean, it really depends on what they'd have to do to get him. But, you know, at the end of the day, I I could see a situation where that trade would be valuable to us. You know, Mm -hmm. I, I, I think he would really help out this organization because the problems that we have here are much deeper than, you know, just X's and O's or, you know, one through nine in a lineup. It's definitely a cultural thing right you know we're starting to go to the stage now where like these young guys are getting opportunities i mean you know in the two days that we've seen joe adele since he's gotten called up he's he's kind of brings that fire and that swagger it's almost like a jazz chisel type of guy you know okay. it's joe adele's very let the kids play and so brandon marsh to an extent so you know hopefully if the team is able to have more guys like that maybe the team will be looser. Maybe they'll have a little bit more fun. Yes. You need a dic- uh, you know, almost like a dictator in the clubhouse, kind of like Phil Nevin, mm-hmm. but you know, these players also need to be able to have fun amongst themselves, or it's just not going to work out. If you don't believe me, how's the last eight years gone for us?
1: Agreed. And I think when things were rolling good under Sosha, he just had the the key word that we've been missing on this franchise for a long time. And that's balance. You know, the guys, like you said, were able to act a fool at times, but then they knew what they had to do and they had gamers in there. Uh, You know, like, like for me, like a, like a Jose Abreu, you know, when he was here, you know, you had the, you you had him. And then you had Torrey Hunter, you know, guys that could be on opposite ends of the spectrum, you know, be teachers. And then you had guys that were celebrating, throwing little guys like Eckstein or, or, uh, you know, Fletcher into the water bucket or Ibar. Stuff like that. I mean, just joking around. I think you just don't have the right mix in this organization right now.
0: Yeah. You know, and we've talked at nauseam about the, you know, the issues in the organization. And that's one of the biggest reasons why Hannah won't respond to our email. But what (laughs) I, but I mean, you know, I don't want to dive too deep into it because, you know, I don't want to get depressed a couple hours before I go to bed, nor do you. But I mean, let's think, I mean, over the last couple of years, we've had an issue with, you know, guys abusing substances due to you know bad doctrine in the organization, right? You know, we had a doctor who's failed multiple drug tests and went to rehab multiple times distributing uh, prescription drugs. You know, we had guys doing cocaine in the bathrooms in the dugout or in the clubhouse. You know what I mean? So things like this clearly spill onto the field yeah. clearly and i don't mean that as a negative i don't mean that as a shot to anybody who does have any kind of addiction addiction is a very serious thing i would never joke about something like that but what i'm saying is it clearly translates in negative fashions onto the field and we continue to see it
1: yeah and it's only going to get worse unless it's stopped so it's just going to be one of those things man So, I mean, like organization needs to be revamped. I mean, after all the bad publicity on top of it, dude.
0: Yeah. And it's not getting any better either. That publicity is getting worse.
1: Yeah. There's now city and federal charges coming that way too. So, or at least the, 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 the apparent federal charges that could be coming.
0: Yeah. That's why they don't want to let us on the field. yes (laughs) (laughs) they're they're gonna ask about that Hannah all I want to ask Perry is if he knew that Patrick Sandoval and you know some of these Billy Epler guys were going to be you know good
1: I think those are still too rough around the edges questions so
0: yeah. yeah probably the only reason I'm throwing that out there is because if anybody else asks that question I can call fraud alert
1: because all we could do basically right now is maybe sit in those recliners if we had those on-field things just to, just to take a picture, selfie, and then maybe announce the starting lineup without the pitcher and not the opponents.
0: Maybe what I could do is uh, do what that one dude did and, like, try to harass Otani into dating my daughter even though I don't have a daughter. <laughs> did, you, did you hear about that? No. Yeah. So, you know those, like, half a million dollar seats like uh, where, like, Scott Boris has a suite and everything, like, right yes. there, like the – I don't even call it, yeah, I guess the dugout level. Yeah, yeah. I've sat down there before. Great seat. Uh, You know, actually, the seats are weird. They're good in terms of seeing, but you can't hear anything. Oh, okay. Because, like, the way, like, the walls are built, like, the sound goes over you. So, really, all you can hear is, like, you know, the sound from, like, the TV speaker and all that. Anyway, anyway. Yeah, maybe we can just start doing that. Yeah, good, good, (laughs) good. Just get those seats and be like, hey, Otani. (laughs) Tony! <laughs> what's going on with those guys in the first row oh, <laughs> <laughs> we have like our a paper bag with roger lodges face on it can somebody do this can that's somebody perfect. do that that is perfect a paper bag go to kinko's or whatever i mean who do people have printers at home these days
1: no no it would be fed kinko's <laughs> but that's a great idea
0: yeah and get roger lodges face and just put it on the paper bag <laughs> awesome there you go there you go that it is free people all <laughs> right i mean i know we didn't talk too much about the astro series but is there anything to talk about They you want to get great but otani was pitching otani up his trade value or up his apparent value in terms of dollars if he decides to sign here or go somewhere else
1: exactly i mean he's he's pitching lights out even against and that's one of the best lineups in the league so double digit strikeouts four straight games in a row i mean again he's he's almost he's getting to a point where he's almost goddamn two strikeouts per inning you know he's averaging he's he's doing he's like at one and a half already that's pretty crazy
0: yeah he's doing a good job man you know he's a cream of the crop hitter and he's a cream of the crop pitcher and he just continues to prove that i mean last year wasn't a fluke
1: exactly Exactly. And that's all we ever wanted from him. When you brought up the injury uh, stuff that he went through a couple of years ago, that's kind of a good thing too, which ups, ups his value. The, the fact that you know that if you sign this guy, whether you're the angels or anybody else, he's already gone through his arm issues, you know, like, so you're getting the best of the best from him.
0: Well, we both know that if he were to resign here, he'd have to get like a second Tommy John surgery. Just, <laughs> just because like, whether he's hurt or not, they're like, well, we're going to give you Tommy John surgery.
1: They're going to give him Tommy John and his non-throwing arm.
0: Oh God! They're gonna give him Tommy John and his leg. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "What? Oh, we've hit a new low." Which leg would that be? Yeah. Oh, Tony's third leg. That a good old pig leg. <laughs> oh, Tony's third leg. <laughs> Boy, I love that one. It makes me even more money. Check out the angels only fans,
1: <laughs> dude. Seriously, if he had an angels only for Otani, oh my god, dude,
0: I don't that would yeah. break the internet, bro. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. All I'm saying is that you know, guys like Rally Chris might subscribe, <laughs> a grill master. Oh god, <laughs> big 20, don't think about it, you're not old enough, exactly. <laughs> because, stick to the dew bro the mountain yeah. Dew. yeah no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i'm just kidding i i i really like big 20 hammer exactly that makes me laugh all the time when he calls in
1: <laughs> he's spicoli 2.0 dude
0: what's his mascot you always say
1: all the cheesecakes but he the says yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> what's what's a trident i have no idea i know what a cheesecake is <laughs>
1: yeah, that makes more sense actually
0: yeah exactly all right, man. You got anything else?
1: I'm good, bro. I think I think we've uh, screwed any chance that we have of getting on the field, but yes, I'm
0: good. <laughs> or ever having friends with anybody else. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, whatever kind of alliances we had now, people just hate us. <laughs> We're just trying to have fun in a really, really bad season. And I'm jealous, okay? I'm jealous. Is that what you want to hear? I'm jealous, Rox. I'm jealous. I'm not afraid to call out other shows rocks in the outfield. i am jealous no but i so I'll, I'll tip my cap i'll give the devil his due that's all i got that's all i gotta say
1: i have to agree i have to agree i mean uh, we, we wish we were on the field as well man i mean what can we say you know we're we're a little bitter i mean i mean look it's one thing to, to it's one thing for for them to be like nah you know what uh we're gonna pass you know yeah. we, don't, we don't want you guys on there but to string us along damn it you strung us along and then you yeah And then you're like, wait a minute, we we got to know them and we don't like them too much. When when
0: originally they were like, hey, we like you. I can live with the sorry guys. You know what I mean? We're just kind of going in an opposite direction. I can live with that. Yes. There's closure behind that. Yes. You know, hey, you know, we see you. Great. Okay. But when you invite us to a suite, proceed (laughs) to say, here's my card. If you need anything for me, you let me know. And we have reached out. multiple times and we've got nothing is this some displacement for members of my family sure but, and maybe I'm putting it into this maybe I'm pissed off that I'm in Chicago
1: maybe this reminds me of a bad breakup where I never got closure and she never told me why she broke up with me maybe uh, I'm a, I wouldn't say all that but I might lean that way I'm sorry
0: it's okay it's okay. You're a happy man now. Yes, I am. I am. it into existence. <laughs> but yeah, so um, we'll see what comes up in terms of episodes for us. I'm sure the next week will be kind of rocky uh, tomorrow. So when you guys listen to this, I might already be recording with Taylor Blake, uh, Taylor Blake Ward. I'll be releasing that episode maybe Monday morning because the draft is on Monday. so i'll release that episode on monday where you guys can listen to it and taylor blake war can give his predictions on what he thinks the angels are going to do we'll talk a little bit about the season and what happened todd may or may not join us so if you don't hear his voice it's because he had to work but if you do hear his voice it's because he was able to make it work but um aside from that we still have that ty buttry interview that we've been sitting on for like a month Mm -hmm. that's already been done and recorded i'll probably Probably release that during the all-star break. What do you think? Maybe like all-star day or the day after maybe yeah. the day after. Cause there's nothing to talk about.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's my, cause we're not going to break down the all-star
0: game. Come on. No, maybe the whole, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> that, that might be a talking point later. Real quick. Albert pools. Is he, is there any chance he wins that first round? He's going up against Kyle Schwarber. Who's no. I think the major league leader right now in uh, home runs.
1: I hope they put a bunch of kids in the infield so they could play too. You know, they could turn to, You know, because I'm pretty sure he's going to hit a lot of ground balls.
0: I don't know. Watch him just, like, go off. It'll be like Josh Hamilton at Yankee Stadium.
1: Oh, that would be so staged if he wins it, dude. Oh, my gosh.
0: That would really let him take roids.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I I really want to see him in the All-Star game hit into a double play. I think that he should literally hit into a double play and then tip his cap to the fans.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: That'd be fantastic.
0: well, you got to get ready to do the uh, post-game show. And they just brought in Ricella Glacius in a tie game. So, oh. tune in. so I, at the time, that you guys are listening, you already know what happened. Hopefully, it's an Angels win. But as Todd said in the past, never bring in an Angels closer in a tie game.
1: Yeah, we're just asking for a loss right here. So, Yeah,
0: it, hard, it almost never works out historically.
1: And has, so. It, so you would think they would learn from the other night, but I guess not. No. Yep.
0: In in the words of Phil Devon, Whoo! <laughs> exactly. But don't talk negative or Erica Weston will get angry. Exactly. Halo honks forever. Rider die I've seen her get mad at people on Twitter. So don't say anything mean.
1: You gotta ride your bike down, Cotella, with a positive attitude. None of this bullshit.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> all right, all right, Todd Lodge, send us off. All right, well, this is Todd
1: Fox from Halos in the infield, and this has been another podcast. Hope you enjoyed. And the other other broadcaster,
0: other co-host of the show. Squid-loving boy. There you go.
1: Take care. (laughs)